genre. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we showboat to the crowd one knockdown at a time. I'm your host, Doug. And I'm Jason. And we have with us a new guest. His name is Chris Gore from the Film Threat Podcast. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Today, we're knocking out Minute 106, which begins with some offense by Rocky, and it ends with Apollo saying, I told you so. (laughs) I told you so. So here we have some showboating. We have some uh, classic Apollo being Apollo in this minute. Uh, <clears throat> what happened at the end of last minute was Rocky hit Apollo with a couple of left jabs, which sets up this little offensive barrage. Oh. And Jay's listening <laughs> to it on full volume. Okay. Uh, sets up a little offensive barrage by Rocky. Mm-hmm. So um, really up until this point, um, covering this fight one minute at a time. And so far, all we've seen is really just mostly Rocky in a defensive position. No, 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 <laughs> no. Rocky's never in a defensive position. Mm-hmm. We've seen Rocky just taking punches off the face for the last uh, couple minutes now. I don't understand why boxing, you know, movies like this one here, they think that we don't want to see any, that the fighter defend himself at all. Like, why would we want, why, like, I wouldn't mind if Rocky put his hands up and blocked a couple of these punches. Like, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. It'll make it a little bit more realistic. Like, this is not realistic. Rocky Four is not realistic. It's, they just keep trading, punching each other. No one's blocking anything. Yeah, but I think I, th- I think we all know from watching the NFL that defensive-based games right. are boring. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anything involving just defense is boring, even though it actually does win games and sometimes fights and definitely in video games being defensive is is not very exciting i'm not saying full like i would like to see a like a little bit of defense because this is unrealistic now there's no way the rocky would have been able to withstand what has happened to this point like there's, he's taken so many punches to the face this would be over already yeah. and i understand that you know it's a movie and i gotta suspend a little disbelief is that the word you're saying that's what the that's, word and i understand that but i would i would just like it to be a tad more realistic i want to see him put his hands up you know ha- a little bit of defense just something mm-hmm. okay well can i tell you what i think is really realistic about this segment yes Please do. Uh, is is the crowd and 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 by that i mean mostly these days in movies like say bohemian rhapsody right it's like it's just a digital crowd, right? You've got mm-hmm. like your sort of primary crowd people. And then it's, I'm, I was really impressed with the fact that like, these are real people. I mean, this is before digital effects, right? So if you needed a crowd in a stadium, you put a crowd in a stadium. So um, I know it's a minor point and, um, you know, we're talking mostly about the fight, but it was something that stood out to me. It's like, oh, wow, this is a crowd scene in a movie with human beings. <laughs> right. We talked a little bit about it earlier on because this it's a contrast to Rocky one where they really didn't have the budget for any extras. So they just they kept the arena dark and they only shifted around the the few extras they had. So they would be in camera shot for this movie. They actually had uh, they, they must have put out a casting call because they had a ton of people that showed up and they filled the arena with extras. Oh, well, well, well look, I saw every Rocky movie in the theater when I was a kid, and I can tell you no one knew what the first movie was, right? Mm-hmm. When you were about to see it, you were just told, oh, it's a good movie, go see this movie. And then, you know, when Rocky II rolls around, I'm sure that they 
when they were filming, they all they had to do was say, be an extra in Rocky 2. And they could have easily filled the stadium just for the, you know, just to be able to watch, you know, um, watch Sylvester Stallone work. I mean, it, it, you know, I think that that had to, it became a phenomenon after the first movie. But what I love is, is go up to anyone these days and ask them who won the fight in Rocky one. Mm-hmm. And people forget that Rocky loses. Right. Mm-hmm. And that Rocky two is effectively a remake of the first movie, except this time he wins. I'm sorry. That's a spoiler because I know mm. we're not at the minute where he's actually <laughs> announced that he wins, but <laughs> you know, people forget, people forget that when you, when mm-hmm. you ask him who won in Rocky one, they just assume Rocky won the fight. He didn't. Yeah. The, uh, the outcome of the fight was such a, a non-factor in the story, mm-hmm. right? right. That, that it was almost in the background when they announced Apollo Creed as the winner. Yeah, yeah Rocky One was about respect, and mm-hmm. he got respect for the first time in his life. Felt respect, and 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 uh, and and that really, you're you're right. That was the win. The win wasn't winning the fight. The win was winning respect. And mm-hmm. Apollo Creed didn't take Rocky seriously. Now he takes him seriously. Right. Like this is a real fight. Apollo Creed is now fighting for uh, respect because, I mean, uh, I think I think the public was kind of against him in that. See, we're talking about this like this is a real fight in real sports. I mean, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> but that's how invested you get in these movies, though. Right? But I think well, that's that... true. That's true. I mean, they each do have their own different tones when you look at all the Rocky films as a whole. So uh, I think it's amazing that this legacy, this franchise has just lasted so long. I'm sorry. I'm derailing the conversation from the no, minute no. that we the, must be focused on. <laughs> no, I would, have you listened? We don't want uh, <laughs> We hardly speak for a minute. Um, you see, though, I think that Rocky won for the, from an audience perspective. Him losing the fight was probably a surprise. Like most people probably thought he was going to win the fight. You know, you're watching right. the movie because that's the typical movie, the underdog, he ends up winning and triumphant. So you probably thought he was going to win, but coming in to watch this movie, you know, he's going to win the fight because there's no way they're going to make another movie right, right. where he loses again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for a fact, 100% watching this, he's going to win this fight in the end. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's, it's not a surprise for, for sure, but it's, it's also about the journey. Like, I mean, I mean, the fact that these movies have stood the test of time and, are inspirational and i mean uh, the music can get you pumped up to you know for your workout or whatever assuming you're a person who works out i'm not talking about me that's for sure um but um you know it's it's it it's it's i mean and the fact that this character also i mean looking at the more recent rocky films you know um and, and i mean i guess creed is not technically a rocky film but it's but i mean his character's legacy is is part of that movie part of the thread of it obviously you know creed is about you know apollo creed's son so it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's um it's amazing that it's it's carried to today it shows how enduring uh this is yeah it, everybody thought it was over in 1990 with rocky five and then he comes back you know 15 16 years later with rocky balboa and then you think it's over then, and then still, like in 2015, there are p- still people that are hungry to see Rocky on screen again. Mm-hmm. Right. It's insane, yeah. Um, well, what we have uh, here is Rocky unleashes a few body shots, which are his specialty. Yeah, you notice that all of Rocky's punches are body shots and all of Apollo's punches are face punches? Mm-hmm. I, I did notice that, yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
He uh, Is there anything it, else to notice? It doesn't. These shots don't phase Paul. Don't phase Apollo at all. And uh, here he is playing out, playing to the crowd again, saying he can't hurt me. He can't hurt me. Um, Get a very, very uh, Muhammad Ali moments coming up here. Like this is well, the dancing know, in the ring, the winding up the hand. Oh fucking, my god, I hate that. I hate that showboating when he winds up his arm and he takes a a punch out. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, I was like, that's just that's bad sportsmanship. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it looked like more of a comical wrestling move, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. It's exactly what it looks like. I'm getting taken out of it a little bit by the Apollo Creed lines in this because it's like all bad dubbing. You know, I, I know they they didn't figure out the ADR stuff back in the '70s, but well, I mean, it would have been impossible. I mean, it would have been really difficult to hide a mic close to them, and then even a a, a, a mic above. You know, from a technical standpoint, the, all, all the fight. I mean, you have to actually give credit to the. I mean, then this applies to all the fight scenes in 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 Rocky. Is is you got to give credit to the sound guys because the the people who put together the sound, you know, the cutting, the mixing, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just the foley work. I mean, it's just the team that did the sound for this is. It's just it's just exceptional. But yeah, the ADR is that is a whole skill ADRing because but when you're in a an environment like that, the sound is just gonna be so bad, you're mm-hmm. just recording it for reference. It's really impo- it's it's really not really usable sound. I mean, I think the best example of this is if you ever hear production sound from a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at if you watch, you know, any of the old Star Wars films, I mean I'm talking about the original films, the original trilogy, the OT. The production sound on those were awful. I mean, they they you, they're behind the scenes. Well, they'll and you just hear it sounds like an echoey. You know, uh, it's an echoey set, and it's kind of like you've ever been at a, in a house that's not fully constructed yet. And it's just mm-hmm. there's just all sorts of noise and creaking, and it just it sounds awful. You know, because those sets were built just to to exist temporarily. But a, yeah, a stadium, yeah. it's got to be even worse with a crowd, even if the crowd is quiet. They're going to interrupt the sound. So, you know, you know what else uh, they did back then? I mean, I know this isn't Star Wars minute, but the ADR was bad back then. Um, all the actors were British actors, but they ADR them with American voices. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of times, like the mouth doesn't match up or just like the voice doesn't match the, the look of the <laughs> the look of the actor. So uh, yeah, so I mean I'm here ripping up Rocky for the uh, for the sound quality. But did they have real audiences in Creed or was it? No, they they didn't. That was filmed. The fight was filmed in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to double as Russia, and they There's put a fight out a in Russia. Call what the fight in Russia? No, tell me I didn't see the movie. <laughs> they put out a casting call for uh, Creed Two. Yes, where was the fight at? Uh, where, like where did they film it? Mm-hmm. I think it was a soundstage somewhere. Okay. Or an arena. Right. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. I'll have to ask. Uh, I, I said last last week, two weeks ago, that um a guy I know was uh, extra in, in Creed two. Oh, you did you mention that? Yeah. Uh, all right. So where we? we're uh, Apollo's doing a showboating thing. Rocky gets hit about approximately ten times, mm. and then he goes down. Mm-hmm. Don't don't they? If you don't defend yourself for. For a while, don't they stop a fights nowadays? You stop. I think that's why they stopped the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight. He he, he hadn't thrown a punch in a certain period of time, and and got hit a bunch of times in a row. They, they do that. Is it the inability to defend yourself? I mean, Rocky doesn't even look like he wants to. <laughs> it's a strategy. 
uh, so we cut to Paulie and Adrian at the house. Okay. And Paulie yells something. I don't know. He's again. We we don't understand what the hell Paulie's yelling in this. But she's got her hands like on her face. She's getting nervous now. Yeah. What round is this? this is only like second, third roundish. This is second uh, second round. This second is the second round. round. Okay. All right. All right. Now, Chris, did you know that the uh, the stuff with Paulie and Adrian were filmed months later? I did. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was unaware. She was originally she was written to be in the arena for the fight, uh, mm-hmm. but she she was tied up with another movie, so they had to push her filming this stuff until months later. So they wrote it in. So like, like saying a doctor told her she has to stay home. Right. But I mean, you know, months later she's doing a pretty good job. Paulie's they're both doing a good job selling it. Right. No, it's 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 cool. It's it's um it's sort of like in a in a climax of the movie, you'll notice this. It it actually is the whole thing is you gotta have action happening in different places. If you look at the climaxes of a lot of films, um, it's usually several locations and you're cutting between them. I mean, um, hate to reference Star Wars again, but that's you know, that's like a, a an easy example, but and that's sort of a trope of movie climaxes is cutting between locations where where there's there's some some little story piece of story being playing out at the different places. Um, I mean, in the Rocky films, it's pretty much always the fight. So, um, you know, whether, you know, it was for a production reason or not, it's actually effective. It actually works. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Movie making is <laughs> magical. It's magical for sure. <laughs> uh, so he has a. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to go to this part in a minute because Paulie is. So you got to see Rocky fold down. He's got Paulie on his pocket so cigars. Paulie has. That's what I was going to ask. So he has. He's got a beer in his right hand, mm-hmm. the champagne of beers, the Miller High Life. Mm-hmm. He's holding some kind of wrapper. No, like a bunch of different wrappers in his left hand. Mm-hmm. And then he's got. It's got to be a tasty cake, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It's got it's somewhere along that line but he also has these sticks that are wrapped up in his pocket and they look like they could be cigars but i mean he wouldn't be holding a fistful of cigar wrappers in his hand looks like um like a breadstick string cheese (laughs) a beef stick i mean maybe yeah maybe a beef stick of a sausage (laughs) of some sort (laughs) um yeah but he's yelling like a maniac Gazzo is yelling. Gazzo's seen enough too. He wants Rocky to get up and stop fighting like a bum. <laughs> He's had enough of this crap. Um, but Rocky's, you know, I don't know. What do you think Rocky's feeling now? Because he slowly kind of gets up to his knees and he's. Like, but he's, he he's looks like he's mad at himself, right? He yeah, the, yeah. His pump. Like he probably. It's like what? What is this? What am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, you get you know when you're you have a game plan, you go into a fight with a plan, and it's not working out. Is you know is he mad? at himself because he's underperforming or he's mad at, you know, he maybe un- didn't anticipate exactly how this was going to go. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he looks like he's, he's angry with himself, which, you know, he should be, but here, like right before he gets back up or, or right before uh, it cuts to Apollo, who's yelling at him to stay down. There's a little something in Rocky's eyes here. See yeah. a little change. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting when you even sort of look at the breadth of the fights. I mean, there is sort of like a, a whole journey in the fights and this is sort of the beginning, right? I mean, he's, he's pumped up, he's ready, but he's questioning, right? I think he's questioning himself. Like, am I ready? Yeah. It was like, even at the beginning of this fight, he he was prepared physically. Like we saw him run 
30 miles with a, a bunch of neighborhood children. Um, but even before, like, he didn't seem sure of himself, like, leading up to the fight. You know, even when Apollo's talking trash to him before they announced the fighters, he kind of does this little shy smile and, like, head nod. Like, I don't know. There was something unsure in Rocky's face. What do you think about Apollo asking him to stay down? Don't you – is it me or, like, you ever noticed in some fights, like, when the guy's, like, dominating a fight, like, he actually wants you to get up. Like, come on. Like, that's all you got. Get up. Get up. Come on. Let's, you know, come come again. Come at me again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Apollo's like a little showman. You know, he wants to beat people merc- mercilessly. Is that a word? Yes. So, <laughs> like, I would think a guy like Apollo, who he wants to dominate this fight. He's a showman. I would expect him to be more like, no, you're not. we're not going to go out like that. It's the second round. Get up. Get up. You know, well, I- and, and beat him some more. But the fact that he's like telling him to stay down, I, I may just be reading into it too much. But because his prediction was that he was going to win in two, and this is the second round, so he doesn't want Rocky to get up because he wants to show everybody, look, I told you I was going to beat him in two, and I beat him in two. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like if Rocky just stayed down here and Paul in the fight, it would kind of be, eh, people would just be like, eh, whatever, <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah, to Apollo, the guy, he was an easy target. You know, it didn't really kind of like anticlimactic. I, I would think a, 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 like an a, a Muhammad Ali at this point would be like, no, get get the f- up. You know, you know, we're not done here. Mm-hmm. I want to beat you senselessly. I want to just destroy you. He's not Rocky's not destroyed right now. I don't know. He looks pretty beat up. Eh, he's fine. <laughs> uh, we cut to Apollo's corner now, and Duke and the Cup Man are kind of like Giddy. doing a little golf yeah. clap. So, do you think the, at this point in the fight, we're in the second round, it's going? the way that Apollo thought it would go and his corner thought it would go? Is this where they thought they'd be? Yeah. Yeah, Duke wanted him to, to get it over with early. So you say Apollo has him right where he wants him at this point? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any way that Rocky could come back from this. <laughs> I guarantee you. Maybe changing the music will help. Hmm. Um, or maybe some music. But do you think we, we had a lot of discussion leading up to this point about whether Rocky took this fight for money or whether he took this fight for pride or whether he took this fight because he thought he could win. Mm-hmm. And... I think if he took it for the money, he would just stay down at this point and mm-hmm. take his oh, check yeah. and go home. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But he doesn't, so thank God, or the movie would be pretty shitty. I think Apollo Creed saying that to him is, is more of a humiliation tactic. It's more like, you know, don't get up, just stay down. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's he's, throw, he's throwing a mental punch with, with those words. Mm-hmm. Well, all the physical uh, punches have really opened up Rocky's face, so there's nothing more to punch here right. in his mind. Um, but uh, Mickey, again, isn't really coming with much real boxing advice. All he does is protect that eye. Rocky hasn't well, protected that's, that's his eye. Advice. Protect that eye? But he hasn't done it once yet. No, he already went through this the no defense fight. And tell, like, throughout the fight, he just tells him the body. Go to the body. The body of the body. All right. Uh, but... The, I guess we ran out the minute with Apollo hands up in the air like it's over. But he doesn't have that look. Remember we talked about round 14, the last one, when Apollo knocks Rocky down and uh, Apollo's facing the other way. And then Apollo turns around and sees Rocky getting out. And Apollo has a defeated look on his face. You know mm-hmm. what we talked about? Oh, yeah. Took, yeah. Rock, took Apollo's soul. Yes. As yes. David Goggins would say. Mm-hmm. But um, he doesn't have that reaction in this one. Like when he turns around and sees Rocky's getting up, he just he kind of just starts moving forward like he's ready to continue the fight. Like he doesn't look he, – he thinks he hasn't beat at this point. It's just a matter of time. Whereas in, in round 14, the other one, he was starting to worry, you know, how's this guy keep getting up? When, you know, it's yeah. round 14. I'm beating the crap out of him. So he, he doesn't have that same reaction when he turns around and sees him getting up. 
No, it's not that soul. Right, the soul sucking. Jesus Christ, this guy's getting up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess because Apollo really isn't beat up like he was in that. He wanted that fight over for more than one reason. Yeah, so that's, I think that's all the notes I had for minute 106. So, uh, all right, so Chris. Now, our friend Adam, former guest of the show, Adam Spiegelman, said that uh, we should get Chris Gore on the show because he's a huge Rocky fan. Now, is that true, or is he just uh, giving us lip service? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's certainly one of the franchises I, I grew up with as a kid. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I've seen every film in the theater and uh, multiple times for some of the movies. I pr- I think Rocky Three is the one I probably saw the most in the theater. But oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just a and and but the thing is about the <clears throat> the Rocky movies that I find interesting is they're just satisfying movies and people like them. But what's what I find really fa- fascinating, which is why I think, uh, which is why I think your show is such a great idea, is you don't find like a lot of people debating the Rocky movies, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like other types of films, like Star Wars, Marvel movies, Star Trek, there's constant debate about those films. And the other thing, this is going to sound like a weird comparison, but like for example, the original lord of the rings movies right Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the original ones not the hobbit there's not a lot of debate about those films and i think when when films are just solid satisfying great movies that leave you with a good feeling or leave you with feeling something a lot a a lot of feelings uh, i mean they're different feelings for the the rocky movies but they're all this sort of pump you up triumphant i feel like there's not a lot of debate you know like it was a great film. What I mean, you know, with Star Wars, it feel I feel like the debate just never ends. I mean, they're still right, debating right. the prequels and all this. And and I think you know when films are, and I'm not going to say that the Rocky movies are perfect movies, but when they don't come preloaded with those flaws, mm-hmm. or like we're talking about canon or you know inconsistencies and or just weird things that upset like the extreme fandom of which I'm sometimes a part, depending on what it is. I feel like there's not a lot of debate about them. You know, they're just, they're just solid, good movies that, you know, if it's, you know, if you flip by it or, or, or suddenly it's just, it's on somewhere, it's like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm going to jump in and watch this. Cause I know it's a good experience, but um, other types of movies, when there's some dissatisfaction or expectations that come in, then the debate never ends. It seems. That's why we're really not debating. We're just discussing aspects of it that if you go minute by minute that you, you notice those those details. Yeah, it's those those little nuances that, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't really see in any movie if you're just watching it straight through. But when you're holding it under a microscope or you're watching it one minute at a time, these things not only like sometimes stand out, but they they're glaring in some respects. Um, and I think for the most part, the Rocky franchise outside of, you know, most people's dislike of Rocky five, it's a, uh, it's a big love fest, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And, right. And me and Jay are, we're, we're here doing the, uh, doing the Lord's work <laughs> where we're poking, <laughs> hole, we're poking holes where the holes are. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think in some, in some ways it upsets certain people because especially early on, these first two are so perfect in everybody's mind. But I mean, if there's something that doesn't hold up or, 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 you know, something that we see a flaw in it, we're going to talk about it. 
Right, but it's interesting to see how the Rocky movies actually reflect the culture too. You know, with I think Rocky Three being influenced by MTV and mm-hmm. you know music video culture, and then Rocky Four being influenced by you know the the Cold War at the time. Right, yeah, like it, yeah. it um, it's just it's uh, it really is just interesting to see you know these films that have spanned such a length of time or this character that we've seen you know um, through all these films. It's it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, we we definitely agree with it, which I mean, once we start getting digging into three and four one minute at a time, I'm sure we're going to find some things that don't hold up as well. You know, or, yeah, or I would translate. say Rocky three is going to feel Rocky three is going to feel a little dated. I think both of those are going to feel dated. Rocky one uh-huh. and two, you know, they feel like period films. But but Rocky three and, and four, um, just my recollection, the last time I saw those is they felt a little dated to me. Although, you, I mean, you got to love Mr. T. I mean, just the yeah. fact that he. <laughs> exists as a human um coming out of rocky three was just you know awesome yeah i can't wait to get to those all right well why don't you tell our fans about film threat well film threat is a movie website we review every movie that comes to the theaters but we also review small independent films trauma movies horror movies independent sci-fi films like movies you wouldn't really know about unless you checked out filmthreat.com. So I do a website called Film Threat. I mostly interview independent filmmakers, and we also discuss movies, uh, movies that come to theaters and at film festivals. And then uh, we have a YouTube channel where we run a lot of independent film trailers. And then uh, and there you go. So it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a website. So check it out, filmthreat.com. Awesome. Uh, we are Rocky Minute everywhere. You can search for it. We have a Facebook listeners group called Mighty Mix. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're Rocky Minute. Our our home website is duelinggenre.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not just us over there. So go over there and check us out along with uh, a bunch of other movies by Minutes projects that go on and some original uh, original series by uh, Scott Corelli. So uh, come back and join us tomorrow for Minute 107 on a new episode of Rocky Minute. What are we waiting for? Take us! I never heard a uh, show that's really covers just independent films like that. So it's very interesting. Maybe actually oh. want to check out some of the films that you talked about. So Oh, thanks. I guess that's the point of it, right? Right, right. I mean, oh. we do cover the big mainstream stuff, but not everything. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like the Marvel and Star Wars movies are kind of an obsession. But that's just because, you know, I grew up with that stuff. Yeah. It's uh, very much in the forward of everybody's consciousness these days. Yeah, yeah. No kidding.